Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The Lakers now have the second best championship odds for this season. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80 and on your smart speaker as well at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are coming to you live from the seaport brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. The Boston Celtics still have the best odds at winning the championship right now Mm -hmm. at plus 165. I got to tell you, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot. Yeah, are we sure the Boston Celtics are going to get out of this series with the Sixers? Because I am not. I'm not 100% convinced I would give them the slight edge. I I would say the Celtics are still in control of this series because it's a best of three and two of them are at TD Garden. Mm -hmm. But good players can't overcome bad coaching. That's something that Nick Saban said in the documentary, The Art of Coaching. And right now it feels like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are not only having to beat Joel Embiid in the Sixers, but they got to overcome Joe Mazzulla, too. Who admitted that he should have called timeout yesterday. And listen, it's Well, the nice first part of, of fixing the mistake is admitting that you have a problem. <laughs> it's true. I, I don't know that you need to do it publicly, but there you go. I'm not going to kill him for it. At least, at least he did. But does that mean well, it cost him a game? it cost him a game. He has been like that all season, though, where he wanted to keep two timeouts for late in games. I don't know what you were keeping it for there yeah. because it was late in the game. That's why you have it. It made no sense. Yeah, but here's the thing. At the end of that overtime in game four, you, your, your guys are walking the ball up at least express yeah. some urgency. If they're not I, getting into the play that you want them to run, then call timeout and, I, and, and, and set up the play. Who cares about the Sixers getting their defense set if you're getting the, the play that you want and the ball is in one of your two best players' hands? Who cares? Yeah, and to be, to be clear, when I said it made no sense, I, I had no problem with him actually not calling timeout in that spot, but when you are holding on to them for those instances and you don't use it, that's when it doesn't Well, I got a problem with him not calling timeout when you don't get a shot up. Hey. Now, I got a problem with that. Yeah. I, I got a problem with that. that yeah. that's, I got an issue with that. I also put a lot of that on Tatum, too. But that that aside, we have the Lakers now at plus 325. Mm. Are they to you right now, considering that we know that you are seeing the world through purple and gold-colored glasses right now, are they a championship-level team? If they're not a championship-level team, then who is? Then who is? Mm-hmm. Every other series is tied up to two. Who who is a championship level team if it's not the Lakers? I, I think it's a fair question right now. Like I mean, like I, I listen. But I, ask you I, I love I love the Miami Heat. Yeah, I love the Miami Heat. Don't, don't know, think don't, the know, don't know if I look at them as a true title contender. I don't know if they're going to win the conference finals, and I damn sure don't think they're going to beat whoever's coming out of the West. I they, just don't see it. The Heat may be up three one, but. Are they? But do we consider? Let me no, ask. You, let me ask no. you this question: Do we consider the Heat or the Knicks a title contender? No, absolutely not. No, but I think every other series that we have in the playoffs, you would consider both teams a title contender. Hell, I would say this: Looking at the entirety of the playoff field, 
If I had to pick a team, forget about where they at, where they're at in their current series. If I had to pick another team in the playoff field to bet good money on to win the title this year, you know who I would pick? The Golden State Warriors. Plus sixteen hundred. Right I, now. No, I know because they're playing the Lakers. Yeah. But if it, forget about no, that. no, no. I'm just if, saying. If even just even now, te- I would consider if just, it. If we're just <laughs> looking at teams on a yes. list that are remaining in the playoffs, yes, and we're taking the Lakers off that list, yeah, we're not talking about them being down three one in the series. If we're just picking teams, I would pick the Golden State Warriors. I I, I would still right now at plus sixteen hundred put ten bucks on the Warriors. That that's my point. So I mean, I have a hard time buying into Miami. So if the Lakers aren't considered a true title contender right now, then I don't know who is. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are the Warriors done? Have the Lakers locked up this series up 3-1? Let's get to some calls at 888-SAY-ESPN. Seth is up first on ESPN Radio. Hey, Seth, what's going on, bud? Hey, guys, good morning. Thanks for having me. Listen, I, I just want to talk about LeBron's ability to elevate the players around him. I think what makes them championship caliber is the fact that you've seen players like Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker, you know, come out of themselves and be another player in these playoffs. You know, Stephen Curry put on really a first-class performance last night. He, he played great, but it wasn't enough. And, and for whatever reason, you're no, not I'm not going to let you do this. I'm not going to let you tell me that Steph Curry doesn't make other guys better. Yeah, and, I'm not and, saying he doesn't make does. other guys better. But, but LeBron James is putting on an absolute master class of how to build other people up around him Come on. and make them I, I, the Listen, best that- you're not wrong with that, but don't start the conversation with Lonnie Walker, okay? It happened last night, but that's not because of LeBron. That's one of those instances where it just happened. It was 15 points in the fourth quarter. I'm not giving LeBron all the credit in the world for that. A role player played well at home. Film at 11. That's not exactly breaking news. I, I, it's not taking anything away from LeBron, but if you told the Warriors up seven going into the fourth quarter, Lonnie Walker's going to beat you, they still would have rolled the dice. I, I don't know about that. I, I would say this to the caller's point, LeBron elevating the role players is not necessarily just what happens on the court. I think it's his leadership. And he talked about it a little bit post game. He told Lonnie, at some point we're going to need you stay locked in, stay ready. Now, it's a tribute to Lonnie Walker's professionalism, his discipline to actually be ready to go when his number's called. But I think LeBron embracing that leadership role, it, it, it's, it's, his, it's the bigger contribution from him now than what he's actually doing on the court. Because what I'll say about this, this Lakers team, as AD goes, is how this team goes. And a lot of people won't talk yes. about it, but even though he only had four shots in the second half, AD had a massive impact on how that game worked out because of his contribution defensively. Being able to clean the glass, being a shot blocker, and then being able to switch out on Steph Curry in their final sequence and, and, and really force Steph into two bad shots. Like, to me, that is the value of Anthony Davis. The Lakers got other guys that can score buckets, but there's nobody that impacts the game defensively on that team like AD. I can't disagree with I can't disagree with that at all. Now, he was phenomenal. Now, now here's the thing I would say about guys like Lonnie Walker the 4th and Austin Reeves, um D'Angelo Russell to a degree. Like here's what I will say about that. LeBron James missing a month of the season and those guys having an opportunity to play extended minutes and build that confidence is showing up now. Think about this. LeBron James was out from 
February 26th to March 26th. Mm-hmm. He was out a month, and those guys had an opportunity to get extended minutes. You saw those guys playing in those games, and they got a chance to build some confidence. I think that matters, and that manifests itself in these types of situations. Dennis Schroeder stepping up. Dennis Schroeder gave the Lakers great minutes last night. Yes, he, he did. In 35 minutes, he was plus, plus 14. Phenomenal. Even though he only scored 10 points, he made a lot of plays in the margins, being able to draw offensive fouls, running off of those picks really tight, and running into Klay Thompson at the end when they tried to run a pin down for Steph Curry. Those types of things matter. And so, to me, LeBron James continuing to lead, but then also those guys having that opportunity late in the regular season when the Lakers are essentially playing playoff basketball, when they had those opportunities to get those minutes, they got better. But that's fine. You can make that case when it comes to guys like Reeves, which I agree with, and guys like Schroeder, which I agree with. Don't tell me about Lonnie Walker. D'Angelo Russell was already a pretty good player when he got here, and it was a good fit. Okay. So I'm not going to – if Lonnie Walker goes out there and doesn't play like he did last night in game five or whatever, and it's a close game, we're not going to be talking about LeBron's leadership. That that It it works with some guys. It doesn't with others. These are role players who played well in an instant. That's all. I I buy it with some players, not with others. I I, I mean, did you see D'Angelo Russell when he left? Yes. Did you see how he was playing? Yeah. Did you see how he's playing now? D'Angelo Russell, I understand that. D'Angelo Russell was a lottery pick who was underachieved underachieved with the Lakers and got shipped out of town. Yes, yes. And he became an all-star in Brooklyn. And then he's bounced around the league since at Golden State, Minnesota. He He wasn't a bad player. He wasn't a bad player before he came back to the Lakers. Yeah, but he, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he was a great player. No, but he was a very talented no, player. No, he who certainly fits wasn't. What the Lakers do and what they need. Yeah, but here's my point, though. I don't know that you can be dismissive of LeBron's leadership when you start to see different guys every single night for the Lakers being able to step up. But think about it, like Rui Hachimura in the series against the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw that coming. Lonnie Walker in the fourth quarter last night. Nobody saw that coming. Austin Reeves in the Grizzlies series. Nobody saw that coming. But don't say that about Hachimura when we sat here and talked about what the Lakers need at the, at the trade deadline was shooting, and that's what he does. That's, that's what he does. So it's not all about LeBron. It's about the fit. With those guys, yes, leadership, I'm not selling LeBron short. But I'm not going to give him credit for everything on the planet when it comes to the Lakers, including Lonnie Walker coming from nowhere and scoring 15 points in the fourth quarter. Well, who, who are you giving credit to then? Who, who Lonnie you, Walker had a good night. Oh, it's oh. a role player playing well at home. That okay. happens every night okay. in the league. And we don't credit the superstars on each of those teams for amazing Because leadership. no superstar controls the game like LeBron James. There is no superstar that controls. The last two decades, we have not seen a superstar control basketball games like LeBron James. I'm not There's a reason why the guy's have. been in 10 NBA Finals. Because nobody controls the game like he does. Chris, I'm not arguing that. He absolutely does. He's an amazing player. He's top... He's an amazing player, but he's also an amazing leader. And I think that's the part where we attribute the success of a lot of the role players that we've seen for the Lakers this season. I'm not handing Lonnie Walker to LeBron last night. It's not happening. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're in for Greedy today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Who is most to blame? For the Warriors being down 3-1, and is this series over? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. Previously on Greeny. Hembo has been on something that is called child bonding. Question that we kept raising whilst you were out. When you return, having just spent two weeks bonding with your twins, are you convinced you could tell one from the other? I'm not convinced. I'm going to be honest. As they get older, the more and more they look alike, right. it is becoming more and more challenging. And so the amount of time that I'm spending with them is immaterial. You realize I'm married to one of these. these? I'm married <laughs> to an identical twin. They look exactly alike. And I think what would be hilarious is if you are able to tell apart my wife and her twin, but not your daughter and her twin. This is Greeny. I have to tell you, there are still times. Mm. I can't tell Devin and Jason Bacordi apart. Really? There's still times, absolutely. No, I can tell them apart. Yeah? I can tell them apart. How? The cheeks. The cheeks, okay. Mm-hmm. I had a horrible minute yesterday with a kid outside here. Like right after... You left yesterday right after, uh, we both were leaving right after the show. I left like two minutes behind you. Mm-hmm. I come out of the elevator at the seaport. I open the door and I'm with two of the other guys and the crew. Yeah. We're going out to get lunch and I'm not looking. And there is a one-year-old right in front of me that I just bowl over. <laughs> really? Did not even see the kid. Not even, I, I mean, it's down at my knees I just opened the door, and the kid is right there. Boom! Knocked See, in that right instance, over. I blame the parent or the caregiver. Why well, are you having your child stand in front of a door? I, I don't know what that was. I don't. Th- and it's a frosted door, so you can't really. Nobody can see it. No, you can't I, see on the other side of it. So I, she was. The parent was, you know, two feet away from where we were. Yeah. And I just, I felt horrible. Did the child start crying? Here's the thing. Not a peep. Child probably thought it was funny. Not a peep. I, wow. Chris, I mean, th- this kid flopped like Draymond, I'll tell you. Really? So, <laughs> so the, the kid pulled an ishbia? 
Blocker I, charge, Carlin. I, if it was, yes, if it was a Rex Chapman blocker charge, it was absolutely a charge. <laughs> but I felt horrible that I knocked this. And I mean, but it's not. But that's not your fault, though. That's bad parenting. You, your child should not stand in front of a door that's made of frosted glass. <sighs> I, and, and that's a bad. That's a bad idea, especially par- when big men are coming out of it. Often. <laughs> well, this, well, here's the thing. Like, why are you standing behind a door? Like, like that, that, that doesn't make any sense. It's like you're asking for something bad to happen. Uh, yeah, I don't. And maybe the child doesn't understand gonna, that, but that should be on the parent. No, I, I, I guess I, I, I don't want to blame anybody in it. The parent was like, "Eh, she's okay. <laughs> she's just trying to draw a tech." Yeah. Wow. Uh, because the kid just got right up. Not a peep. Kid wants Not to hit one, you for a $25,000 phone like Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> let's find, I mean, let's find Carlin. Oh, my God. Let me uh, throw this out there. Why is there a one-year-old at the seaport? Well, they were just walking around. It was a lovely day. Yeah. And there's a deck out there yeah. right near the water. and you It's can, nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. I can understand why you would take your so kids this is, out there. So this yeah. is outside of the ESPN part. Yes. yes. Not oh, okay. in the studio by any stretch, but like... Yeah, I just I felt horrible, and the parents like, yeah, she's fine. Not not even a, and the kid not a peep. Yeah, it was it was like she was trying to show me you're not that tough. Way to absorb, <laughs> way to absorb contact, kiddo. You're, you're, you're no Jokic. <laughs> that was, that was like a that was like a Bob Hurley senior practice at Speak, St. Anthony back in the day. Speaking of absorbing contact, Draymond Green when he got hit by LeBron James. Uh, Man, that looked like a defenseless receiver in the NFL, didn't it? <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> he got hit by a train. He, yes, he did. He yeah. did. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729. What was that, in the second quarter? I think it was, yeah, second, I think it was quarter, like second yeah, quarter. Yeah, that was, that was rough. 888-SAY-ESPN. Let's get some calls up. Plenty of you chiming in right now. Lamont is up first on ESPN Radio. Hey, Lamont, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? Love the show. Um, I think that you got the wrong view of what LeBron is doing. I'm a big LeBron supporter, but this series and really these playoffs has been testing that because I've been so much like why he ain't playing the way he used to play and just go in a hole and score or go on the block and post up or do what he do. But it's been frustrating because he's – taken away from his game far as offensively to get these other cats involved. And like Rui said, LeBron has told him and helped him shape his game even when he wasn't playing. And that's how he had the confidence to come in. And the same thing with um um uh, okay, but here's here here's my point. Uh, you you talk about like Walker, okay? I get that. Uh I look at the Miami Heat Max Struess plays well at home. They, yeah. they have role players who play well at home. Now, to your point, and I am not taking anything away from LeBron here, LeBron understands that the Lakers' best chance to win is when Anthony Davis is the guy on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, and that 100% uh, is where that leadership shows. He's never worried about going and getting his he does influence the game in every way that he can. Whatever it's going to mean as far as winning that game. If AD's having an off night, LeBron will take over offensively. That is a leader. There's no doubt. Yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from. I, I just, you know, I hear you say things like, you know, role players play good at home. Well, how do you explain the first two games down in Memphis with Rui and Austin Reeves? 
Well, I, listen, how, how do you explain those situations? I, those I, are on the road. I, I know, but I can't give LeBron all the credit for everything that's going right. Am it's, I going to give him any? Am I, do I blame him for D'Angelo Russell shooting one for ten last night? I don't. Okay. I don't. So this is this is the point. I'm not. I think he deserves credit as a leader, but I'm not going around and saying Jimmy Butler is making all of those whoa, other whoa, guys Whoa, whoa, whoa. We absolutely give Jimmy Butler credit for being a leader and setting the tone. No, Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. When it comes to how Max Struess is playing or whether he's making shots or not, that's all. Lonnie Walker making shots in the fourth quarter happened. It was an aberration. Did he have more confidence since he's been here? Okay, I'll buy that. But it was a good night for Lonnie Walker. I'm not handing all of that credit to LeBron. That's where it comes to for me. David is up next on ESPN Radio. David, what's going on? Thank you both for taking my call, and I hope you're having a good day. I uh, just wanted to say, uh, just make a few points where I think actually LeBron is responsible uh, to an extent for Lonnie Walker's success. One, I believe that LeBron is the only, uh, how do you say, LeBron is the only one who has been able to, how they how he had the team in Miami, how they, uh, uh, how they brought the big three together. They've been, he's been the only one to have a successful group to have a championship, I believe. Two, what, what, what has Steph Curry done? I mean, well, just because they came together with LeBron in Miami with Dwayne Wade, I mean, we, we could point to a lot of great leaders over the years. Steph Curry's a great player. I don't think anybody would knock him for a lack of leadership. No, I think Steph Curry is a phenomenal leader. Think about this. To to extend the invitation for Kevin Durant to join your team and then defer to Kevin Durant in the two NBA finals that they won together. I mean, that speaks volumes to the, you know, the 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 mentality that Steph has and I think the selflessness sets the tone for everybody else. If Steph can take a backseat to Kevin Durant and accept coaching from Steve Kerr, then that makes it easier for the organization to make decisions with the rest of the team that they deem necessary in order to have sustained success. So I, I like I look at Steph Curry as a leader, but I would just say based on what we've seen over the last 20 years and LeBron James being in the finals, on average, every other year, no player has had the kind of sustained success that Braun has enjoyed, and thereby you have to attribute certain leadership intangibles to him that I don't know that we necessarily can point to in other guys. Obi, up next on ESPN Radio. Obi, what do you got? Yeah, you guys asked the question. Thanks for taking the call. You guys asked the question, uh, who's to blame for the Warriors being down 3-1 and is the series over? And so I have a couple thoughts around that. First of all, uh, I think Steve Kerr has to take most of the blame. Basketball is about matchups. And – what we're seeing with Steve Kerr here is he believes his system is big. His system is bigger than the matchup, and it's proven not to be. And I'll give you I'll give you a case in point: um, the combined minutes of uh, Dante Divincenzo with Poole on the floor, uh, the plus minus is, is in, in the toilet. It's, I forget the exact number, but you know that's a testament to Steve Kerr believing that his system is bigger than the matchup against the Lakers. It is not. Um, What's proven to work for them is Steph Curry on the ball, pulling Anthony Davis away from the basket in a high pick and roll situation. The plus minus is off the chart for the Warriors. There was a timeout last night even where Steve Kerr is talking about 
not playing hero ball and pass the ball. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and one of you gentlemen made the point earlier, Steph Curry might be the most uh, humble superstar we've ever seen. Uh, sure, he celebrates, but, you know, to the point earlier, he took a backseat to Kevin Durant so the franchise could continue that dynasty. Um, I thought it was just very bizarre that he would use that type of tone in a timeout when your superstar is Steph Curry. Um, really, really bizarre. And so <sighs> to your question is the series – go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I, if you want to blame Steve Kerr for the series – I think Steve Kerr deserves some blame. Sure. I mean, SVG was making the point as he was coloring the game that they, they kept putting the Lakers' defense in a bind with the high pick and roll involving Anthony yeah. Davis's coverages. Like, AD had no answers. The Lakers had no answers. They were pulling them away from the basket and getting everything they wanted in the painted area. Like, to me, why Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors didn't come back to that, that's beyond me. They had 52 points in the paint last night. They outscored the Lakers in the paint last night in the game where Anthony Davis played, what, 43 minutes? That's unheard of. Yeah. But they were able to do that by pulling them away from the basket. Now, I will push back on, on Obi's point about Steve Kerr being, I, I don't staunch in his system. We've played four games. They've had three different starting lineups. Yes. They had Gary Payton the second in the lineup last night. They had Jermichael Finley in the starting lineup a couple of games before that. Kevon Looney in game one. Like, they've been tinkering with the lineup trying to change things. They've been trying to make adjustments. Here's the problem. There is no adjustment for a unicorn like Anthony Davis. There just isn't. And I made this point. He might be the most dominant defensive force remaining in the playoffs. He's been the most dominant big man in the Western Conference since the All-Star break when the Lakers made all of those trades. Like, it, the, the Warriors were always going to have a tough time with AD. There is no answer for that. The one last thing I would say about it, too, is let's – if we're going to blame Steve Kerr, that's fine. We can do that. we got to blame Clay here some, too. Clay has not been – Oh, much. well, Clay, Clay, Clay wasn't great last night. Some of those shots no. down the stretch are inexcusable. Here's the yeah. other one, Jordan Poole. My God, he was he was un, that he was unplayable last night. Quite ten, literally, ten, <laughs> ten minutes. He they played him on the court. Ten minutes. He had no point. They just signed him to a four year, one hundred and thirty million dollar extension. How do we get out of this? I, I don't think you can. Who wants that deal? Can't maybe be. maybe he should spend less time going on five hundred thousand dollar dates with Ice Spice. Oof. Just saying. Just saying. That's some decision-making problems right there. Yeah. <laughs> Kenji Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, a half a mil. Wow. For a date. The NFL schedule release is days away. Who will be the most dangerous teams when the season starts? With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. The NFL schedule release is Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, in for Greeny. You can watch Greeny. On the ESPN app, just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. Before I get to that, I got a little bone of contention to pick with you. What's up? Last week off the air, before the show, you and I were having a discussion in the conference room as we are talking to Cam and having our pre-show meeting. And you mentioned about how you purchased one of those, uh, it's like a, a little... I guess probe or a thing where you can see inside your ear to help yeah. clean your ear. Yes. So w- what is it exactly? It's like it's exactly what you just described. Okay. I don't know okay. the actual name of it, but okay. it's it's a device that you use to clean your ear, and it's got a little camera attached to the end of it, and you see it on your phone. So here's the problem. What's up? Since then, since we're talking about, and I think the word was earwax that came up. Yes. You're cleaning out your earwax. Yes. I cannot get off of a. Uh, Somehow I got onto the, uh, what's the word, algorithm of uh, TikTok, Mm -hmm. where earwax removal shows up on my TikTok all the time now. Mm. And I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. You know what I'm more concerned about? The fact that you're on TikTok enough where you would be annoyed that you're getting those advertisements. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. It's a fair point. That's a you problem, not me. I do a lot of scrolling, but here's the thing. They're listening all the time. Yeah. And they hear earwax, and the next thing I know, I got every ear doctor in the Western uh, Hemisphere uh, videoing them removing earwax from somebody's ear. I can't get rid of it. But why do you want to blame me for that, though? Because it never would have come up if they hadn't brought up the topic. Well, you can't blame me and blame them, so... Well, it's easier to blame you. You're here. So there's blame on both sides? (laughs) Just because they're listening to everything, which is so clear right now. It's never been clearer to me. Yeah, that's annoying. I I, I don't want to say... I am concerned about your TikTok usage, though. That, that's fair. That's a little. That's fair. Little I much. am. I, I have to get away from this, and I got away from it last night. Yeah. Where I will just be, you know, trying to fall asleep, and I'll be scrolling, mm-hmm. and I can't. I just. I can't do that. Okay. I can't do that. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. 
for a man of my age, it's it's not good. No. Canty, uh, NFL schedule release. Yes. Thursday night, 8 p.m. Yes. ESPN. ESPN will have a schedule uh, release special at 8 on Thursday. So among the changes to the schedule this season, the NFL will have a Black Friday game mm-hmm. for the first time ever. Uh, games don't necessarily belong to networks anymore because it used to be CBS is the AFC, NFC is Fox. Mm-hmm. That's not the case anymore. All games are free agents and available for the picking when they go through that yes. picking process. Yes. Uh, teams can be on Thursday night football twice, but not all teams are guaranteed to have a primetime spot. To me, that is one of the most important aspects of this because maybe we don't get stuck with a dog of a game Okay, in an instant where... I agree. I, I agree. The, yeah. Amazon is paying too much money. The NFL has got to make sure that they have a quality product. And I think being able to juggle it and not have the Thursday night games be exclusively division matchups mm-hmm. gives the, the Amazon and the NFL a lot more flexibility in terms of the game they put in that slot because it is a prime time slot. And so you need to have a game that reflects that. So with that in mind, Canty has come up with the five NFL teams that you don't want to play in the first half of the season. Let's go! When we talked about teams like uh, last year, we saw the Lions team you didn't want to play in the second half. No. But didn't have it together. So Canty is going to give you the teams that will have it together that you do not want to play in the first half. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List, number five. Go. It's the Cleveland Browns. And I get it. Everybody's saying, well, Cleveland Browns, they were awful. They were in the cellar of the AFC North last year. We get it. Jacoby Brissett started out the majority of the games, and then Deshaun Watson played six games at the end of the season after missing two calendar years from football. They won't be the same team. This is a team that's perennially a top-five run game, so that means they have a solid offensive line. They have a number-one receiver in Amari Cooper, arguably the best back in football with Nick Chubb. And on the defensive side of the ball, they have the best defensive end in Miles Garrett. Safe to say that Deshaun Watson, after he's shaken off the rust in the final third of the season, will come back on a revenge tour of sorts. And you couple that run game with Deshaun Watson's movement skills and their ability to be able to push the ball down the field in the passing game, I could see the Cleveland Browns having a lot of leads early on in the regular season and their defense and pass rush in particular with Miles Garrett being able to close the show. Don't sleep on Cleveland early in the season. Number four. Number four team. The Denver Broncos. And everybody's like, Denver? Russell Wilson was absolutely awful last year. That was a reflection on where he's at in his career. He's not the same old Russ. Don't need to let him cook too much. But I also think it was a reflection on their terrible head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who coincidentally is now the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets. That's neither here nor there. They are bringing in a top three offensive mind in all of football in Sean Payton. Somebody that I'm familiar with because he was on the coaching staff when I once upon a time played for the Dallas Cowboys. That Denver Broncos defense is legit. And so even though you're talking about a new head coach and new coordinators, that defense still has a lot of the same parts intact. If you can get a better version of Russell Wilson, and no reason to think we can't with Sean Baton deciding to call the plays and design the plays, then I think the Denver Broncos team is going to be a team that's going to be a tough out. They got weapons in in the receiving core, and we got to know this about Sean Payton. He is not going to let his quarterback be in bad situations. 
and no tape on a Sean Payton offense with Russell Wilson as his quarterback. Huge advantage in the first half. Number three. The, the Baltimore Ravens. Have you taken a look at the Baltimore Ravens wide receiver depth chart lately? Mm. Pretty damn good. Now, I don't know that all of them are going to stay healthy from start to finish, but they drafted Zay Flowers in the first round. I thought he was the best receiver in the draft. They signed Odell Beckham Jr. They signed Nelson Aguilar in free agency. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Rashad Bateman and Devin DuVernay are coming back healthy. And you still got Mark Andrews. Couple that with new offensive coordinator Todd Munkin and the Ravens push to go to a more traditional pro-style offense in passing attack. Yeah, it could be a problem with Lamar Jackson, the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL. Number two. The L.A. Chargers. I think people forget how ravaged by injury the Chargers were. Keep this in mind. J.C. Jackson, Joey Bosa, and Rashawn Slater all injured in early October out for the rest of the season. For the rest of the season. Mm. Think about that. You're talking about this team getting those guys back having Jeremy Salyer, a guy that was a revelation at tackle, he gets to go back to his natural position at right guard. Zion Johnson, first-round draft pick from last year on the offensive line. And, yeah, adding Rashawn Slater to Corey Lindsley and Trey Pipkins. That is a really good offensive line. And then they added another receiver in Quinton Johnston to go along with Keaton Allen and Mike Williams. Man, that, that's the front line of an NBA team, the kind of size that they got at the wide receiver spot. There are going to be a lot of 50-50 balls downfield, and guess what? They're going to be way downfield because of who you got throwing the ball in Justin Herbert. Watch out for the L.A. Chargers. Oh, by the way, they have the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, Kellen Moore. That's a sneaky, under-the-radar addition that's going to be huge early on. Number one. The Miami Dolphins. It's the Miami Dolphins. They they, they have a four-by-one relay team at wide receiver. Like that, 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 that's, they've got track stars playing wide receiver. Think about this. When Tua was healthy and on the field, this was the number one offense in the NFL. Number one in efficiency, number one in EPA, number one in yards per play, and Tua had the number one QBR. This is going to be a tough team to stop, and they got better on the defensive end with trading for Jalen Ramsey. This is going to be a really tough out early on. Again, don't know how long Tua can stay healthy, but if we're talking about the start of the season, this is the team that you don't want to play. And, oh, by the way, you don't want to go down to South Florida in September and October because it's not as hell. No. No, 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 no. I told right. So do I have any glaring omissions, any additions, anything that you need to get out? No, and I'm glad that you put the Dolphins at number one because I think that is absolutely number one for all the reasons that you just said. I mean, you know, think about uh, Miami and everything uh, that – is a concern, and all of the playmakers that they have, the further we get into the season, I think the further you worry about Tua. Yeah. And that will not be a problem earlier in the year. Like you said, you do not want to be there in September. They play fast. They are fast. You're going to be out of gas. An up-tempo offense trying to keep up with those receivers. You're going to be out of gas. And they're going to play with a lot of leads, which is why I love the Jalen Ramsey addition having him alongside Xavier Howard. Like, that, that, that is a pretty good defense now when you look at it. Christian Wilkins and Bradley Chubb up front. I mean, Jalen Phillips, we didn't even talk about him. He's coming into his own as a pass rusher, former first-round pick. Like, that is going to be a much-improved defense. And their offense, we already saw what they could do last year. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Okay, tonight, which road team are you more confident in winning the Sixers or the Suns in these two game fives with the series 
even at two apiece. What do you got? I'm going to go with the Sixers. And, and I know that's a, that's, a, that's a tall order, but when I look at the Phoenix Suns, I, I just, listen, man, to win three in a row against this Denver Nuggets team, I just don't see that playing out that way, big fella. I just, I just don't see it going yeah. down like that, especially after logging heavy minutes in the first four games of this series, going back to altitude, and no Chris Paul, so Devin Booker having to shoulder some point guard responsibilities as well as scoring the basketball, I just don't see it. I think with the Sixers, they have a much better chance at playing the Boston Celtics evens because we've seen late in games that the Sixers, from an execution standpoint, have been a little bit cleaner than the Boston Celtics have. It would be impressive to me if the Suns got to a Game 7 right now. Wow. That's how I feel about it. I, and it's almost time, by default. It's almost by default yeah. you have to go with the Sixers. Yeah, and and I, I still – I think the Suns will find a way to get to a Game 7, but I don't think they're winning tonight. And with the Sixers, I, while I give the Celtics slight edge, it's not a very big one. No. And it's primarily because, I mean, crunch time. They stink. And we got to give credit to James Harden and his shot-making late in games. Show like, up like, tonight, like, though. Like, so if let's he, not have this be an off but, night. But if he does show up, then we can start to move on from that narrative about James Harden not playing big in the most important moments. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.